White Chicks in China podcast, where a British and an American girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in China today. And now your hosts, Holly and Nora. Welcome back, everyone. Hi, everyone. This is episode one hundred and forty. I feel like it's another milestone. Whenever we hit like a ten, 10. one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, probably because it's taken us about two years to get to this. Uh, to get about ten episodes out. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. This year has been pretty nuts. But thank you for those of you who have stuck with the show and are still subscribed. Tell your friends about it. We're gonna continue doing the show more regularly. Um, from here on out, so stay tuned. Uh, thanks to everyone uh, who has left us a review, and thank you to those of you who are still supporting us on Patreon. We, I know we've promised uh, some special Patreon content. It, it's on its way. <laughs> it's we promise. Pipeline. We promise. Yeah. Um, if you're new new to the show, Nora and I have been through so, like you know transitioning from new jobs, new baby, various other things. Uh, acquiring written Chinese, you know, that's it's another big thing. So mm. things are going to happen. You just got to watch the space. <laughs> <laughs> but we hope that you still get some value out of the content that we will be continuing to provide on the podcast. And keep your eye on writtenchinese.com. Holly and I are working on a cool new product, which we think will be great for people who are interested in learning Chinese, especially learning to take the... Uh, Mandarin proficiency exam called HSK. It's a good place to start if you're new to learning to read and write Chinese. Yeah, and there's a lot of other content on there, even if you're not as interested in the written component and you just want to learn some spoken. Mm-hmm. We've got all the opinion stuff on there too, so you can just ignore the, the characters and learn um, from there. So check it out, and we appreciate any feedback on the site as well. Yes. All right, so Holly, today you greeted me... Actually... A man on a scooter came, <laughs> whisked in our coffee this morning, five minutes after I arrived. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I wondered where you were going with it. <laughs> it was a surprise treat. Holly had secretly ordered some coffee for us online, and it arrived just five minutes after I came into the office this morning from Luckin Coffee. And this is, uh, I didn't actually realize this until I saw uh, a little news blurb uh, about Luckin. So Luckin just had an IPO of $585 million. And they are supposedly in line to take over Starbucks mm. in China. That's what everybody's talking about. I didn't even realize they were a Chinese company. Yeah, they've been around for, I mean, maybe a year or two now. And they went, like, crazy with their marketing. Like, every billboard in the lift I would see had looking look, look coffee, or I would see adverts on, on WeChat. They really went for it. Um, I think they, they just wanted to be taken seriously. And um, their coffee isn't bad either. It's really not bad. <laughs> By the way, this is not an advertisement. We are not <laughs> advertising looking coffee. Or Starbucks, for that matter. <laughs> Yeah, it's just really interesting to see the the game I play because Starbucks has been dominating. I mean, there's tons of coffee shops around here, but Starbucks is still killing it when it comes to um, cashing in on the market. I mean, they do better than Costa. They do better than mm-hmm. Pacific Coffee. Yeah. At least as far as I can tell I from so. just like seeing how many locations they've got here and the people in line all the time and 
the price, I mean, I don't know if it, they have it in the States now or if it's just a China thing, the Starbucks Reserve. I don't know if that's uh, something mm. that they're doing all over the world or if that's something here in China, but they, in the last couple of years, they started this Starbucks Reserve, which Holly and I have spent so much money buying. <laughs> Yeah. To fuel our work on the website is these cold brew coffees. About again, I apologize if it's available everywhere and everyone's like, "Old news? Why are you yeah, telling us this?" What are you telling us about coffee? <laughs> but um, in China, the the cups of that coffee go for like almost ten dollars. I mean, some of them are over ten dollars, nine, eight dollars. And when you consider the average salary in China, I mean, that's ridiculous. Like, even for us, when we buy the coffee, we're always like, ooh, but it's so good. Yeah, but it's so it was expensive. like our weekly treat, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and really, the you, you know, when you order food here in China, there are ways where, you, you know, you can get discounts really easily. There's always some offer here and there. If you, especially if you order like a certain amount, whereas Starbucks, they're off their deals and like freebies aren't that great. Like they're not really very good at competing. However, I've noticed um, recently I updated my Starbucks app because I, you know, I, I still have the, the the card to earn some goodies now and again, even though they're not that great. Um, they've started to deliver like properly now. Oh, yeah, like they have their own delivery. They have their own delivery people. Yeah. I guess because they're trying to compete with Luckin Coffee. Right, because they do Luckin, a really good. They do a really good job. You mean it's just like really fast or yeah, it's like everything. everything. It's you get good discounts. Uh, as I was telling you, I didn't pay a whole lot for coffee and some snacks. Um, and the muffin was really Yeah, nice. it was it's nice too. The coffee's good, the the muffins and whatnot are good. And I ordered like 20 minutes before you arrived. Oh wow. Yep. It so came yeah. fast. Yeah. And they're like twenty percent cheaper than Starbucks, as I read. That's what I. That's what I read on maybe, the site. Yeah, like a drink's like twenty, maybe twenty four, like for a coffee, like so a. So that's about right, because usually coffee, like a like let's say a caramel latte is like twenty four quai. Normal size. Yeah, but yeah, they, like, they only have one size actually. That's the, oh, that's actually huh. kind of the good thing. You, there's not there aren't that many options. It's and it's quite simple, which makes it even better. Yeah. Um. But they have like this buy two get one free thing, like these coupons. That's awesome. I now the more I'm talking, I, the more I'm regretting saying we're not advertising for them because it totally sounds like we're advertising for looking <laughs> coffee. It was IPO. I might look into buying some stock if it's now available. Because <laughs> they also do what's called a nigh guy, which is um, that's Chinese. Uh, guy means a cap, and nigh means milk. It's a milk cap, or they also call it a cheese top or so cheese topping something like that it's like a it's kind of like a cream it they it's like cream cheese and cream whipped up into this goodness and then it's like topped on it sounds really weird like cheese tea when you see like people who come to visit in china they're always like what is this cheese tea because it's everywhere and i think it originated in taiwan i think so um but they do these cheese topping teas at Luckin, which is something that's missing from the Starbucks menu for yeah. sure. And it does sound odd, but it's really good. Super good. I'm like drooling thinking about it right now. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, they're, they're IPO and it was huge. And so I'm interested to see what happens. I honestly had no idea this was a Chinese company. Mm-hmm. The logo is this buck, like this deer with these huge antlers, mm-hmm. which is like not something that I would associate with China. Oh, so, coffee? Yeah. 
Or coffee, yeah. But it, it's cool. Like, the logo looks cool. Everything is, is very well done, so I'm curious to see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, and it it's kind of makes a change from all these, like, tea books that keep popping up in China. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, what did they call it? The one in, there's a high-running mall near my place, and they've got this tea latte, or the, it's a combination of the word, like, of a coffee word and a tea word and they actually mix the tea and the coffee and I was very curious to try it because I'm like oh this maybe this is oh it was awful it was really awful it was like a green tea and then they put like half a shot of coffee Uh, it was like slightly flavored with coffee it was very odd very odd so I guess they were like trying to make it more like Chinese tastes or something but really (laughs) odd but this luck and they really are doing a good job and I heard that like ninety percent of their business is delivery. Yeah, they're they're like yeah, their so. their cafes are not really for hanging out like Starbucks. No, which is a way better business model because you see in Starbucks a lot of people hanging out, including ourselves, for hours working on stuff, and we get like one cup of coffee or yeah. something, and we occupy the table for hours and hours and hours. Yeah. That's quite and, expensive real estate, and it's quite a standard thing. Like, I feel like in the West, people feel bad about like hanging around you know you have to buy more than one drink if you're there for a while or you just you just leave you know when you're done um but here people will occupy the space and not even necessarily buy anything that's true too and i think it's difficult here like people don't want to say excuse me you have to leave yeah. <laughs> like if you don't buy something you gotta go yeah they're just it's just not there yeah exactly so what's going on in the news this week all right this is a bit of a daft one yeah <laughs> um so this the headline is this may have gotten out there into the west because it is a bit daft. A uh, Taiwanese man uh, swallows AirPod while sleeping, and still uses it after he poops it back out. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, AirPod like the earbud. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh God! So what was it doing uh, in his mouth? All right, so here's the story. Right. <laughs> so he claims this guy claims that uh, he fell asleep with the earbud in one night. Uh, only to wake up the following morning and find and found that the right one was missing. Uh, when he tried to locate the function, <laughs> he heard a sound coming from his stomach. Uh, he rushed to the hospital. Yeah, he rushed to the hospital where a doctor X-rayed him and confirmed that the de- device was indeed inside. And still working. Gut. Yep. And he gave him some laxatives. Two days later, he pooped out the AirPod and filmed a video of himself rummaging through his own poop. To locate the device, <laughs> uh, and he says he gave it a, gave it a good clean, no problems. Oh my goodness! You wow. would be you'd probably be quite annoyed though, because I don't think uh, AirPods are the cheapest thing, right? No, so I don't think so. It's a, it's kind of an expensive thing to have eaten. I, I I'm surprised it came out like that. It was still working. In fact, that it yeah, and it didn't like puncture any of his organs on the way out they are quite small though aren't they they are but they've got like one end that's like a stick sticking out of there and it's it's uh no, it's fine. wow but they are they are supposed to be like semi-waterproof right <laughs> <laughs> well tested been tested they have been tested i don't know wow it's probably not part of their standard you know crash tests Wow, I how do you how does something like that fall into your mouth yeah, that you swallow it without know. waking up? That's it, isn't it? Like, how does it get from your ear into your mouth and swallowed? And swallowed, yeah. There's probably more to the story than uh, that. Yeah, to be honest. <laughs> that's very odd. Yeah, 
And he like put it in his mouth because he was afraid of losing it or something. I don't know. This is weird. This is super. Or maybe he has a history of swallowing other things while he's sleeping. <laughs> maybe. This would not happen to me. There's no way this could, like, I could swallow something of that size in my sleep without noticing no, it. No, I don't think so. I don't mm. think I could either. <laughs> Very unusual. Yeah. Very daft. <laughs> yeah, Love it. I thought I'd like it. Loved it. Shall we move on to today's topic? Yeah. Uh, so our question this week comes from Christian, and uh, he left his question on Facebook. Uh, he says, um, what is a Western product you miss from your home, um, or what do you still bring back? I found my list getting smaller as I find replacements here. And so um, before Nara and I uh, started to record today, we, we did discuss that. We've kind of touched on, touched on this subject, um, but in fact... That was episode number eight, <laughs> back uh, in February of 2015. So we thought, let's do it again, because uh, things have changed since then. <laughs> That's right, they have. And and like Christian said, my list is getting smaller and smaller. I, well, my, we str- we both struggled for this one, right? Yeah. To think of stuff. Are there... Okay, let's start from the beginning, though. Yeah. When you first came to China, yeah. what's some stuff that you like stocked up on... Like, did you bring anything that you thought wouldn't be available here that now you think that's just ridiculous? Uh, toilets, toiletries. Me too. I would bring like even like deodorants, like yeah. even like sanitary pads, and shampoo, things. just everything. Yeah, basically. Um, I think half my suitcase was toiletries. E- even like painkillers. Um, you don't bring painkillers back from I, home now. I do, but not like stand, not your standard like paracetamol, like paracetamol, ibuprofen. You can get very easily here i mean in shenzhen but uh, i do bring something else back with me that you like with uh like it's called cocodamol it's like paracetamol with codeine that you can't get here as far as i know you know over being, the counter anyway okay <clears throat> you know being in china i've actually stopped using painkillers altogether i didn't i don't really struggle with too many headaches or anything regularly anyway i'm, mm. I'm lucky about that but when I would get a headache in the States, I would usually take uh, a couple ibuprofen. Mm-hmm. But uh, now, when I get one, I use this Chinese... Um, uh, your ointment. Yeah, this, like, yeah, yeah. medicinal oil. And you just put, like, you rub a few drops into your temples, and you can put some under your nose, and it really is very soothing. Mm. It is, you still, you can still feel the headache. It's not really the same effectiveness as no. uh, a painkiller, but I find that it really it's does though, help. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I've also, like, from time to time, I'll use, like, a, yeah, something some, like a tire bomb type mm-hmm. substance. Yeah, yeah, it's nice, uh, refreshing. And they often, um, these, like, cooling pads are quite popular here, where they, I think oh, they... Oh, it's like a, a sticker they put on yeah, their forehead? Sticker, yeah, yeah, and I think it's... I've, you mostly see them on kids, so I'm not sure if they have some kind of medication in that's like been absorbed through the skin. But I, to be honest, I just think it's a cooling pad. Um, okay, I'd always wondered what those were, because you yeah, see them, especially so. coming out of the hospital, if you see kids walking around a lot of times, you'll mm-hmm. see them with these stickers stuck to their head, forehead. Yeah. I always wondered what they were. Oh, uh, my husband had a knee operation, like a keyhole surgery here in China, and... Um, after his operation, they also gave him some, and I still remember the smell. It actually smelled really good. It was mm-hmm. this very earthy, herbal smell. It was these pads um, that he would wrap around his knee, and he said that they yeah. were awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's really interesting. You, you start to, like, become part of the 
the culture the longer you're here because because like advil tylenol i guess tylenol you can get it but it's just yeah. not as easy people just you go to a pharmacy and it's full of chinese medicine and it's got like a little bit of western medicine usually yeah. So you got to start to adapt to the local customs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you can, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'll still bring some things back with me. But yeah, it's so, it's, it's, it really is easy to, to get used to taking something else, some other, like, Chinese medicine. In fact, our friend said to me that she was now using, like, uh, I think it's for, for a sore throat. It's, apparently you get it in a bar, but I've never tried it myself and you dissolve it in in water mm. and it becomes like this it looks like flat cork a uh, flat collar and um it's meant to soothe the throat mm. Some, it's like inst although for sore throat i guess what would you normally take <laughs> i don't know like a lozenge or something mm. but apparently it does the trick okay nice i heard also people drinking warm coca-cola with ginger and black yeah. pepper flat so. flat cork is meant to help yeah with the throat, yeah huh interesting <laughs> A new Mannings, which is like a, it's like a little shop that sells cosmetics and hair care products and some medicines and stuff, just opened across the street from mine, and mm. they sell multiple brands of tampons. Yeah, which I never it. thought I'd see the day mm. because when I first arrived in China about ten years ago, scary to say that out loud, mm. but anyway, um, <laughs> there was not. I mean. The, the only tampons to be found were these teeny tiny, without applicator, OB, like one size, one brand, yeah. in like the biggest shop that you could go. Like you could go, you would find like a Carefor or a Walmart and then you that's where you could find one kind of tampon. So now they're available in, I still don't think it's very common for Chinese women to use them, but obviously there is a growing market if they're offering multiple brands. I was like, wow. Yeah. There's a choice. Like my use that was something that I did bring back from the States when uh, I travel. I think I, I have done that as well. And even from what I remember, like even bringing like razor blades back yes. <laughs> for a while. But there again, also something that you can get now. Like different brands. I at still least. bring though. Do I, you? Yeah, I do because I, I like the triple blade and I feel like they oh. here they only have double or they oh. have like the super ridiculously expensive mostly packaging like venus or oh, there it's yeah that's yeah but, you can but get those but then it's like I, it's you're just paying for so much extra plastic i just true. need a triple blade razor i just need i don't need all that extra packaging mm -hmm. so i just want like a pack of five or something like that and like uh, disposable ones mm -hmm. disposable oh, ones because those ones are also disposable the heads are yeah. just as expensive After as a, while, a disposable they, they yeah 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 exactly mm -hmm. but but yeah, razors before were very difficult to find. Ladies' razors. You could find, like, I used to use men's razors for a while. I if think you, I If I too. ran out because you could get men's razors. But even men's razors because They're not a lot expensive. of men here. Yeah, not a lot of men here shave their faces. So, so it was hard to find. But my, that's not on my list anymore no. either. And cheese was also... I mean, my parents, like, brought over a cooler full of cheese my first year in China, and I was, like, so desperate for cheese. Yeah. Now I'm spoiled for a choice yeah. of cheese. Yeah. Um, well, since you've mentioned the food thing, I guess, mm. uh, they're the things, like, that I would miss, like, uh, at, especially at Christmas. Yeah. I would get that. And to be honest, now you can get most things. There are so many 
Um, I mean, I guess most of them are run by foreigners, but especially on WeChat, there are so many groups where you can basically order a dip, like a Christmas if you want a proper dinner. They'll just send you all the bits like the turkey, whatever else you want. <laughs> I can't think off the top of my head. That's terrible. Uh, you sprouts. <laughs> yeah. And they'll just send it to you. Like it's and it's not badly priced for two, four, six people. You just whack it in the oven. Whack it. Just whack it in there. Yeah. Yeah, and like there's produce because like for the longest time I was missing artichokes because I love right. artichokes and I. For the life of me, you could get the canned hearts, not the same people, and I was just like so desperate for fresh artichokes. And there's a couple other things that are tricky to find here, and I found a shop recently on Taobo that sells a few of those choice items, including beets, like beetroot, Mm. which is very difficult to find here usually. It's usually expensive. And quite expensive, but I found it's got beetroot, it's got fresh artichokes, Mm -hmm. it's got fresh flat leaf parsley, fresh dill... Um, Brussels sprouts. Send like, it to me. Yeah. <laughs> Please send me the link. No, <laughs> and it's fun. and it's in Shenzhen, free delivery if you order over oh, like nice. twelve dollars worth of stuff, something like that. Which doesn't take. It much delivers much. it in like twenty four hours. So like I never thought I'd see the day where I can get fresh artichoke. Like basically, there's nothing missing now. I'm just trying to think of the things that. Now I'm like bringing stuff back. Honestly, yeah, I'm like, you yeah. guys gotta try this. So, like, I always bring my mom now these macadamia nuts. Mm-hmm. They're like cream flavored macadamia nuts that they do in China in the shell. And they have this really clever way of like, they drill a slit in the yeah, shell and then yeah, they yeah. give you like this key that you twist to open them. So <laughs> clever. And it makes them much cheaper because it's very labor intensive to open macadamia nuts. So, in the States, you always get them, they're already shelled. Yeah. And they have kind of like this weird white film on the outside, like most shelled nuts. I think they put some kind of powder on them to keep them tasting fresh. But you can get them in the shell here and they're just super good and easy to open with this like fancy little key that comes with them. And I bring them like I've brought my mom speakers and headphones and this kind of stuff. She loves it. So it's... um. It's interesting now to see that I'm like, oh, you poor Westerners, look at all the stuff we have in China that you don't have. <laughs> yeah, the the only thing that I, the only things that I would, three things I would say, special things that I definitely could not get here that I just like, say for example, lavender, <laughs> lavender jam. It's <laughs> uh. kind of probably embarrassing for me to even admit, but... You gotta have your lavender jam. It's just so nice, uh, and it's a treat. That's it. Like mm. they, they're just like small treat things that, whatever I can. So why not clothes? Oh, clothes is clothes is one for me too. Yeah. I almost never buy clothes here. Uh, very rarely. Just yeah, t- some t-shirts here and there, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean the reason is okay. Everything that we buy in the West is probably made in China anyway, but. You can't buy it actually in China unless you go to some dodgy underground shops. But basically in China, the brands that you're used to in the West, Zara, H&M, all these like typical brands, um, the price is like twice as much usually or like at least a third on top. And then the quality is lower in China than in the rest of the world. Like if you go to Hong Kong, which is usually more expensive for most of that stuff, the prices are actually cheaper and the quality is higher, like in the States or I assume in the UK too. For Actually, in the UK, clothing is really inexpensive. I feel like there's a lot of shops yep. that you can get really high quality clothing for good prices. But in China, it's actually hard to find that. And it's again kind of this like, I guess if you know exactly where to shop, there are like super cheap shops that have decent quality, but it's always this kind of like grab bag. 
There's not a yeah. lot of Chinese brands that are high quality and decently priced. Because either the Chinese brands are super high priced. Exactly. And the quality is so-so. And the styling is way different than what we would wear. Like, mm-hmm. Chinese girls like to wear a lot of super flowery, like, girly, cutesy clothes. Yeah. Which is generally not how Western European women like to dress. Or, or they take um, other influenced by uh, Korean and Japanese styles as well, which you're tall and slim, so they probably fit you like look good on you but for me even those for clothes, me i look a bit frumpy and they just don't like, like they just do it so well like it just suits them whereas you know it's just it's fair to say not all clothes suit every figure or even depending on where you are from in the world i think it just doesn't doesn't suit everyone well, I remember going shopping in Chengdu my first year in China and, like, asking what size is this and it's just, like, one, one size. size. <laughs> I still don't get that in this day and age. It's just, how, how does that even work? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, most people are one size here. I mean... That's... I think that's relative. changing. But yeah, it no, is no, changing. you're right. In the, in the grand scheme of things, like, with so many people, you're right. But, uh, yeah. There are change, like people are changing. I think. Yeah. Like, you are seeing like not not everyone is so s- s- tiny and slim now. And there's a massive like height acceleration here. Mm-hmm. Like the teenagers that are here today, <gasps> they're huge. They're massive. Like when I first came ten years ago, the teenagers then, and like ten years later, it's an obvious height acceleration. Yeah. Like suddenly they're all like super tall, and it's and it's harder to tell their age now. I feel like in general, more especially for women, they tend to look younger. Like when they, like young women, like in their twenties, tend to look younger. But these like teenagers, I, I can't tell. The only reason you know they're young is all right. They act daft like teenagers, and, <laughs> and, they've, got the and they've got the blue uniform on. That's the only reason you know. Like if you were just to look at them on face value, you wouldn't. I don't think you would know. Yeah, you're right. They like mature faster than you know, 10 years ago. It's yeah. crazy. That's, I mean, that you can notice a difference in such short amount of time as well. I do have to say I do get all my Apple products abroad, though. Apple, like, this way more expensive in China yeah. than yes. in the rest yes. of the world. I agree. Uh, yeah, I get, I've, most of my stuff, well, all of my stuff has come from Hong Kong. Yeah, so probably, you know, shed some light on the reason why this guy, uh, Spent the effort to dig through his poop to find his <laughs> AirPods. Because <laughs> yeah, if true. they're expensive in the States, they are even more expensive in China. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> and he probably had to wait in line to get them. So, yeah. But yeah, our list is getting smaller. So we'd like to hear from you guys out there. What are you bringing to China? Or if you're traveling to China and you want some advice for what to bring, drop us a line in the show notes at writtenchinese.com slash episode 140. Wow, it's really getting up there. Wow, wow, wow. Before we finish, now do you have a word of the week for us? Yeah, so my word of the week is is product. So that's champing which is a very commonly used word yeah. in Chinese. So check that out. Um, and you can add that to your flashcards in the dictionary app. Or you can just, out of curiosity, look look it up on writtenchinese.com. The opinion is C-H-A-N-P-I-N. And I really like Pin, the, ca- the character, because it's just three oh, squares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's really nice easy to remember. <laughs> Chan is also not that difficult either. So it's a pretty easy one to learn how to write. So check it out. 
see the stroke animations by pressing the learn more button next to the entry in the dictionary and you can see how it should be written in Chinese. And uh, yeah, hopefully that helps you to understand a little bit more about daily life in China. If we've missed something, please drop it in the comment section of the show notes. And our show notes will be at writtenchinese.com slash episode uh, 140, as Nora has mentioned, and we'll link to all of our articles and things that we've mentioned in the show. For sure. And as always, we love to hear what questions you have about life in China or Chinese culture, so drop us a voicemail at writtenchinese.com slash voicemail. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't forget to go and listen back to episode 8, um, because, I mean, obviously this has like been super quick like we don't really miss a whole lot of products anyway um but uh, our list is quite large from episode eight <laughs> yeah i want to go back and yeah, listen so, to it too so to compare yeah yeah <laughs> thanks for listening everybody bye